This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain name, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. Welcome, welcome to the co-optional podcast. Hello. Welcome to our <laughs> co-optional podcast. Um, featuring, well, episode number 236. Today is the 4th of December. And... I am going to start looking for a new job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. (laughs) Ignore me. Continue. Be professional. No, no. It's it's all good. It's all good. Um, Dodger in the hood is back. Yes. Um, Hi, everybody. In the hood. (laughs) Sorry for my hiatus. Here's a dab for you. Just to Aww. make up for all the dabs you've missed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, today's special guest is Happily Aaron. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here dancing. <laughs> <laughs> There's, sorry, this is like super off topic, just like right off the bat, but I, I was going through like really old videos on my phone and Aaron's daughter, Kaylee, there's a really old video of her when she was like first starting to eat solid foods where she would like take food, put it in her mouth and then go. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Like eat another thing. And go, <laughs> like fucking lose her mind, and it was amazing. And that's what I was channeling, and I just wanted everybody. To <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you felt inside. Yeah, yeah, she was like so intense. It was like her I senses were always like really overwhelmed by new texture, so and you just like lose it. <laughs> she still does that sometimes. It's great. I love it. <laughs> little weirdo. I'm raising a little weirdo. <laughs> Jesse Cox, welcome to the show. <laughs> Jesse's just gonna let it happen. I'm waiting for him to like give us some full scale Carlton, but we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. I'm holding out for it. Yeah, yeah. Don't disappoint. Aww. It's not unusual. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get, you gotta leave him that like, oh, is he gonna do it? 
He's gonna do it. Of course I'm gonna do it. Come on, internet. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Is All that right. your is that your like dance move? What move? What yes. what was that? <laughs> oh, the uh, the old the old sea like I really, like the sea shanty Jake. <laughs> no, don't look at me. Like, Aaron was, I think Aaron meant this. Yeah, that's like, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. No, I'm more of a you know Dodger knows me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. Don't take me pot of gold, eh? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Jenna, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> they cannot take me lucky charms or me sniggles, <laughs> depending <laughs> upon. <laughs> Not me sniggles. I don't know what that is. I'm... <laughs> Dude, if you don't watch Rick and Morty, what? I, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Hopefully not. <laughs> don't do it, kids. Don't fall in with that Rick and Morty garbage. Don't don't do no. Instead, have you ever watched Law and Order SVU with the delightful movie <laughs> everything? Because that's a show. Let me tell you, that's a show. Or uh, have you watched Cupcake Wars? Now that's a show. Let me tell you about real TV. It's Rick and Morty garbage. No, thank you. Let me tell you about, have you ever watched House Hunters? Now, these are real TV shows. <laughs> did you ever watch the, did you ever see the House Hunters, but it was a nudist camp version? It was a nudist colony. It didn't have very no. many episodes because I don't think there were a whole lot of people who like, were viable candidates. What? Sure, yeah. But yeah. Was it just a lot of blurring? It was so much blurring. <laughs> and I'm not, the title of it, I wish I could remember it. I didn't think I'd be talking about it today. But um, the title of it was really funny, too. You should be prepared for anything, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a real estate agent helping people find the nudist colony they wanted to move into. You know what? That's Amazing. what it's really about. Even if you're nude, Chasing you want to feel like you fit in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're nude. Especially. Especially if you're new. You want to feel like you belong there. True Sometimes that. we Welcome talk about video games. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Is oh, life good. the most challenging video game of all? Life. Yes. I heard it's pretty low def sometimes. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, that's why you it have to get... It needs an Instagram filter sometimes. You got to get a better screen, if you know what I mean, hater. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Rose tinted spectacles. What? Stupid. No. 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 You gotta get a better screen, haters. What does that mean? Come on, haters. I, I can't even remember what the joke was. And even if I did, I wouldn't say it because it's in a video. But last night, Jesse and I were together until like midnight recording Shapeshifting Detective. And there were a couple of times where we made jokes where both of us were like, this is some funny shit. And like, I think looking back, we're going to be like, nope, we were just tired. <laughs> uh, there was, funny. there was, look, I'll say one joke. We spent, this is my apology, <laughs> everyone who watches the series, we spent a good 10 minutes on a Pokemon bit with one of the characters' names. <laughs> That was not funny. It was, we just loved doing the voice and it was not even, it was very unfunny, but we kept laughing. So <laughs> no, looking back, that, that was a good one. That was, that was some good shit. 
I'm the one who kept it going a little too long, though. I will totally admit. I'm the one who just kept like, man, into the microphone. And Jesse would be like, <laughs> you don't get to see those good looks when right. it's a video without camera. You have to feel but rest assured anytime that there's like dead space for a little bit in one of those videos, it's because one of us is giving the other person a look. Oh, yeah. I got stink eye a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was like, what is the matter with you? I had a few well, of those. One of the major themes of shapeshifting detective is like redheads. So you can imagine the sort of shit that flies out of Jesse's mouth throughout this <laughs> recording. I'm just like, Jesse, please. <laughs> Welcome to the what? male optional podcast. <laughs> Jesse is our, our resident Y chromosome today. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm down. Hi. <laughs> uh, they, you can also call us the Triple X podcast. Soon. Soon. Ooh. Because we, we had links going out to certain quality websites and There's you know where, where quality content oh, okay. will soon be posted by a Mr. Jesse Cox as part yeah. of his training. Um, it My is. Training. Yes. Um, when there's I, stuff, I'll let everyone know. Until then, calm your butts. Everyone's like, yo, where's that, dude? When? It's literally the highest quality content I've ever produced. There's multi-cameras. There's, like, heavy editing. Y'all get it. This I'm not going. I'm not. This is, like, a real production. Better than the YouTube Red show. <laughs> Buckle better, the fuck up. Whoa. <laughs> anything I've ever made. This is it. This is the highest quality ever. You're going to walk out of there being like, I learned something here today. About myself is what you're going to say. And then you're going to get some new screens on your reality. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you know you're going to delete your browser history. <laughs> Kidding. Um, everyone uses an incognito window anyway. Uh, so uh, I got dropped by a vulture <laughs> the other day. What? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, massive, what? awesome segue. Um, yeah, so if, if I go off the rails at any point, you know it's because you I literally are. got concussed. You literally just did. Right? With that statement, there are no we're off rails. We, yes. You got Very dropped true. by a buzzard? Yeah, yeah. It was a, a vulture? Black vulture. Uh so it's like we have turkey vultures and we have black vultures. And I was t like in the park and a bunch of black vultures were in the trees, as they tend to do here in North Carolina this time of the fall ish slash winter. Mm. And they, one of them went to take off huge wingspan and dropped a branch from pretty high up in this tree onto my head. I just happened to be under. Oh, yeah. oh. It was bad. Was it was bad. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Aaron and I were on the same page. I thought <laughs> you literally were picked up off the ground by a vulture <laughs> and dropped. Whoa. No. no. I mean, that's what I thought the implication oh was as well. I know that I walked away oh. for the actual reveal, but that's what I believe is the truth. <laughs> Well, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I thought Man. you literally were taken away by a vulture, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought you were playing around. I thought it was. I thought no. you'd be like, "So I was in a. I was in uh, Johnny's Adventure, which is like a pretty cool indie game." This vulture came out. Of, I thought that was gonna be the story. No, no, no. A vulture attacked you. Okay. Yeah. No. I just I wanted to let you know in case. Stuff is a bit odd. I have been a bit off. It's uh, vultures. Starcraft, they do some Vultures? pretty concussive damage. Vultures. <laughs> oh no! You're gonna blame you're gonna blame this podcast on vultures. I agree. Vultures. Vultures. Terrible, 
menaces menaces that's why i wear i've never seen a vulture in real life but yeah absolutely Um, so for people who don't know who Aaron is, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do on the internet? Yeah. Sure. Um, I am a anime YouTuber, social media person. Uh, my channel is Happily Aaron uh, with three E's because it's a pun. Um, and I do anime related content. Jesse is shaking his head. <laughs> Jesse, you love anime. <laughs> love it. A certain um, subgenre of anime. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also do a podcast called Manga Pod with Dodger, where we read all or part of a manga every single week and then discuss it. Um, yeah. And my YouTube channel has been kind of inactive because I'm currently working on my first book. Um, and it's a young adult fantasy novel. I'm super excited about it. We're currently doing an Indiegogo. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you several questions about your novel? Yeah. <laughs> um, is the lead character a young, a young tween girl? No. Damn. Uh, is it a? Is it a <laughs> Are you just gonna throw tropes out and like see whether or not yeah. you nail it? Okay. Cool. Is it a, is yeah. it a character who is uh, so plain as to not have any real features so that the reader can put themselves in the character's body? No. Damn. Is it <laughs> is it in a fantasy world in which a mythical beast has not existed for hundreds of years, but one is finally back? No. Damn! Is it <laughs> a story about the folly of man's uh, ego and the corruption of the planet? Yeah. <laughs> One for four, so <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll the, <laughs> the title of said book is uh, "When the Last Dragon Died: The Guardian." Uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesse basically got everything out of it. <laughs> I'll just write your book for you. <laughs> Um, so it's a young adult fantasy novel. It follows uh, two boys, one of which is like a misunderstood kid from the slums who has this um, super strength and he doesn't really know why, but he wants to help people, but he also has a really bad temper. So he ends up just getting into a bunch of fights, um, basically just being very misunderstood. Um, and then the other is a criminal um, who's known as a guardian, which is a half human, half dragon. Um, and then stuff happens and the two team up and it's them kind of taking on a corrupt government with a rebellion group. And oh, so it's I just there. I should have guessed half human, I, half something. I failed. You I didn't guess dragons. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If there's question. dragons in the name. <laughs> Is one of them the one? Oh, the no. One <laughs> Please don't everything? let it be the one. The one. Is one oh, oh, hold on. This has changed over the years. Does the one by the third book discover there are other ones and all the ones have to work together? <laughs> because that's usually where it ends up. I it can't. I'm going to say I am not going for that trend. All right, question. <laughs> wait, the question wait, there's more. in her book, Jesse, Jesus no, Christ. <laughs> Will the characters from Divergent make an appearance in your story? I knew it. I knew we were going there. And if so... Let's, you know, I'm buying this book. If not, I'm, I can't recommend it. But 
if <laughs> or if I want to say yes then. <laughs> yeah, if the divergent yes. characters just are in this book for some reason, we're good. I yeah. will. You know what, Jesse? For you, I'll make sure that they make an appearance by book three for <laughs> Jesse Cox. It's just like. There's like an audience scene where there's just a bunch of people and you just kind of lightly describe the main characters. No, 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 no. I'm going to point them out. Like, oh, yes. This is so-and-so. Yeah. The one. It's, uh, you know, the other ones. Oh, my God. Maybe that's the, oh, my God. I just wrote your book for you. The third book, all the ones are the ones from other book series. They all come together to form an Avengers team of the ones. You're welcome. The ones. Done. You're welcome. Done. I love it. Thank you, Jesse. I was struggling with some some parts. I I, I sensed it. I could tell that you needed my help. You fleshed it out for me. So when your protagonist goes through a massive uh, like image change in book three, we know, we know, (laughs) Jesse Cox. Jesse had something to do with it. I expect to be in the the forward for (laughs) Jesse. For Jesse. (laughs) That's all. I don't think anybody else. It's just book is for Jesse. The one. The third book. The one. The the award-winning finale for Jesse. For Jesse. (laughs) The one. (laughs) <laughs> the one. Uh, Everybody's like, oh my God. The one, Jesse. Um, but yeah, so there's that's what my book is about. <laughs> about the one and the other ones from other series. I just really love young adult novels. I love them so much. They're great. <laughs> oh, I love them too. They're super fun. People think I'm really playing. Fun. I love those, like, all the, the the Hunger Games and like Divergent shit, I love that garbage. It's so much fun. You know what I also like? Dan Brown novels. Screw me. I love them. I love them. Screw me. Don't sue me. Screw me. I love them. I love Dan Brown novels. They are like reading a movie. It doesn't mean they're great, but they're fun. And I love they're it. They're fun. I, t- I really love young adult fantasy, uh, which was kind of what like drew me to doing it. It's very um, like shonen anime. There's some influences from there. It's got like fights and stuff. There's a lot of dragon fighting in it, which is really fun to get to write. Um, so we're doing a, like a, an Indiegogo to um, help with self-publishing costs because we're going to try and help do self-publish by uh, next summer. Um, and there's a lot of more information on the Indiegogo so it has a bunch of information about the book and there's like pictures of the cover art um coming along which i'm so excited about (laughs) so if half the characters end up looking like the cast from kuroko no basuke i'm like (laughs) (laughs) they all have who's their bias (laughs) they all have names relating to their hair color let's be honest great can they all have skills that on paper and with the way that they're written sound incredible, but then the more that you think about it, they're totally normal skills for their profession? Oh, of course. Yeah. Great, That's great, what great. makes them the one. I mean, the ones. This guy shoots three pointers. Wait. Wait. That's normal? <laughs> Let's see if I can post a li- I'm going to see if I can post a link to it. I don't know if I can. You oh, can. I did. It works. I VIP'd okay. you so you can post links. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so that's a link to the Indiegogo and all of that fun stuff. But it's really fun. Watching... I'm really excited How about it. Describe your writing style. What are you more like? Are you like a George R. R. Martin? 
Do you write for like 18 pages about the feast that they had? That the no. Had? I wish I could go for that long with it, but no. Okay. Well, are you it's like a, a raw doll? What are, what are your, what's your writing style? Uh, it's very, uh, shoot. I'm trying to think. It's not George R. Martin. I don't like go really in depth with the prose and stuff. I very much like, it's very character driven. Everything is very character driven. Um, so are, like are dialogue like and like, yeah, more J.K. Rowling. All right. I get it. Yeah. I would be more um, George R. R. Martin. I'd have like an 86 page about like a nipple. A nipple, like, a so single one. Six page, one nipple, and it would and just be like the most a, detailed. Oh yeah, With and then sources. a paragraph about the other nipple. Right, <laughs> and then there was another. Period. <laughs> there was another. The people would be like, "Another what? What does it mean?" And then I'd come back in book four, and I'd be like, "The other nipple, ninety-seven pages." <laughs> in, but in book four, we find out that there are actually other dragons because that's when the dragons actually arrive. We've we've had it hyped for like no, the uh, first, but it's the last dragon. But no, th- wait, there are other dragons and they all show up in book four. So, something that I've been joking with my husband about has been that um, like because it's a trilogy and I'm excited oh, if, like when people do read it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if this was foreshadowing this. And then I can just be like, oh, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it sure was. Like, I try to think, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely what I meant by that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Basically, when other people get to write the plots for you, that's the best part. We're just like, yes, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Give them what they want. People are going to be like, does then the one marry the two, and then they fall in love? And you can be like, yeah, fuck it, sure. And then they make the three. <laughs> sure. They sure do. Don't Winku. go against them. Let the people have what they want. You'll sell more books. Just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all become dragons and bang. The end. Period. <laughs> what a good book. Jesse, I want you and me to write, like, co-write a book together. It'll be called I Fan Service. Fan Search for more money. Perfect. <laughs> It's Love only it. written one chapter at a time. Yeah. And then like assess how people are feeling about you each chapter. The end, yeah. Yeah. And then the next chapter will be exactly what people asked for. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Love it. I'm in. <laughs> Into it. That will be the best content that Jesse Cox has ever produced. Um, yeah. So uh, gaming news. That's a thing. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do some of that. I'm um, going to talk a little bit about the Game Awards for the millionth time in a row, but only because Obsidian actually is going to release probably a trailer for something, maybe. Supposedly, sci-fi RPG, and that could be exciting to watch, maybe. Um, before we get into that. Oh, no. Yesterday, they filmed the Gamer's Choice Awards. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And the bit that I did see when people were periscoping it. <laughs> um, y'all, what a shit show that was. <laughs> I, know that it's being, I know that it's being recorded and edited and then broadcast next weekend. Um, so the way they shot it was like out of order and complete... But the behind-the-scenes stuff that I heard, look, I'm not going to say names. When you see the show, uh, ask the people you see in the show what they thought of it. But, like, 
the things I've heard and the messages I've received are like, whoo, child. Uh, I will simply say, I think this show was put on for all the wrong reasons. And most of it have to do with, with like money and patting people on the back and CBS. And that's like, I, it made me truly, I'm going to say this before we start shitting on Jeff. It made me truly be like, the video game awards might actually be kind of good compared to what I just watched. Comparison. Compared to what I saw, um, it is, it was, it was rough, y'all. I don't, go search the internet, especially Twitter. You'll see some people, probably some old periscopes. Woo! Woo! I was like, thank God I am not at this. I heard some stories from people who did go, and they were not good stories they were like angry stories so um i i will simply say maybe the fact that jeff can pull off a thing like this and it can keep being a successful thing is kind of impressive that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say and that was a cute little that was cute i know i don't (laughs) i love her remember guys oh (laughs) losing it <laughs> same kid and this is why you should not listen to the listen to the audio only episode of this podcast because it's you true. will have missed out on so much otherwise oh mm. uh, yeah. um yeah i don't think that comparing ju- it gives justification to an award show and its practices right. What are the bad practices of uh, Jeff's show? It is like the MTV Music Awards, Music Video Awards, or Movie Awards. You show up, you get a prize. It is a thing. There are people that clearly have paid to be there. I'm invited all the time. Ain't no one giving me a prize. I haven't showed up, but ain't no one giving me a prize. (laughs) And that's why they haven't given you a prize, because you haven't shown up. Um, But, like, I get invited all the time. I'm just saying, I feel like... This is one of those things that I don't know that there's anything else out there that is as good as what he has created. I mean, you can like, you can vamp for the camera all you want, but like, I would love someone to tell me because he like, I never watch it. So I don't, (laughs) it is, it is 100% corporate (laughs) as, as hell. It It is is a sellout machine, but that's how he funds it. And that's Mm -hmm. how it, appears and exists so like without it it wouldn't even be a thing and it's incredibly entertaining i don't that's all i'm saying i don't i don't at this point the stuff that i've seen in the past with award shows they're bad and what jeff makes isn't a bad award show it's a little sellouty and like sometimes cringe but it's not bad like it's not bad at all Mm. so what was because you didn't elaborate either. Like, what was bad about what you saw in other people's periscopes of the um, other award show? Oh, my God. Uh, audience not even being there. Um, people, presenters literally shit-talking the, like, the concept of gaming awards. Um, the, like, all sorts of things. Things that I don't want to say because they were told to me in, like, private. Okay. Yeah. But, like going down the rabbit hole some effed up things mm-hmm. and um i think that comparatively to things that i know in the background of you know jeff's thing i mean i just think it's a 
better produced show. Like, I'm just not going to like, I don't know. You can shit on it, but it's like of all the things that exist at the moment, it's kind of the best one. Mm. So I feel like it's been a rough year for you, Jesse. This is, this has been the, uh, the theme a little bit lately. It's anything that, well, anything that's been really criticized, like, Fallout. I just, I just this think example. That yeah, a lot of negativity and like y'all are. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I feel like maybe it's it's I don't know. You know how people will have New Year's resolutions and and sometimes those are hey you know what let's be like less critical let's let's just be positive about more things. I, I feel like maybe that's where we're going or that's where we're headed. I can totally appreciate that there are a million great games out there that people are not playing. It still doesn't make one that is crap good or, you know, hey, you just shouldn't play it and you should play other things. Just like the awards show. Sure, it's it's a bit sellout-y and it's a bit cringy, but it's better than the alternative. That doesn't make it good. Like, that doesn't mean that it's actually worth your time. In but your opinion. In, in yeah, your opinion. In my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. I just disagree with your opinion. And so that's like, totally fine. That's yeah, why we're here on the podcast. Yeah, I just, and, and I just happen to believe that it's all right. Like, it's a fine show. It is a, it is improving. I will give it that. And actually, like, the quality of the show isn't even the topic I wanted to discuss. It was about the reveals, the world premieres that they're going to talk about. But, you know, I, I will be doing the co-stream with Pocket uh, during the Game Awards. So cool. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it how it turns out. Usually it ends up being a bit snarky. But to be fair, it's kind of deserved it in the past for some of the stuff that it's put on there. But people should actually watch it for some of the lulls. There's usually at least one presenter who goes completely off the rails and he's back. <laughs> So that's great. That is true. I always <laughs> see those clips. I never Love I don't know it. what it is, but I never watch video game awards. Like I don't I don't watch any of that stuff ever. Awards. Um but I always wind up seeing the clips of like somebody just stealing a microphone or somebody saying something where everybody's like, What the fuck? And like yeah. those make the rounds, you know. I, I see that stuff, but I don't have I don't have a lot of interest in an in an awards show because the information that comes out of the awards show is so easily digested. So mm-hmm. then it's like whether or not you enjoy kind of the ceremony of it. And I don't really. So I don't, <laughs> I, I just never watch them. Yeah. For people who Same. watch E3, watch the Game Awards because mm-hmm. it, it is kind of like that. You'll see a, some world premieres, you'll see some trailers, you'll see some developers pat each other on the back. And that's what it is mm-hmm. um well that's every like every award show is that of course that's why most people don't watch award shows because it's like pat everyone in the industry patting each other on the back yeah jeff just puts on a better version of that because he has trailers and he shows you shit and like it's weird and funny and it's it's just like a i mean i will say it's good and you can disagree but like there are many other awards and they're just award shows. Like, okay, here's your award. Thanks for coming. And this is like an event. Mm. He puts on an event. And whether you think it is ridiculous or bizarre or cringy or terrible, it's still the best one we have. And I think it's good. So sue me. 
Do they? Oh, sorry. Screw me. Screw me. <laughs> <laughs> Screw me. <laughs> Do they um, usually have the whole award speeches and stuff, like thank you speeches and things yeah. like that? Do they have those mm. too? Yep. That's usually the only That's when people do weird shit, Aaron. Is that when they do? <laughs> yeah, that's when people are like, also, fuck my parent company. Good night, everybody. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> those are like my favorite part of award shows is when like you get those really messed up speeches or inspirational ones. But then that's the same thing. I don't watch it live because if something happens i can just immediately watch it somewhere else yeah no one, no one truly watches award shows for like unless you're one of those people that's like award show party season let's get i was up gonna and- say everybody yeah. come to my tony party <laughs> my Oscar all party. Guess the, Tonys. Yeah. the daytime emmy party i throw like no one let's have a daytime emmy party <laughs> yeah. no one likes this shit it's all like i don't even i'm invited i don't even go but it's one of those things that, like, look at it on face value. It's entertaining, and people talk about it. Even if they shit talk it, they're still talking about it because it, like, shit happened, and things yeah. people were there. It's, it's good, how y'all. Many, how many years has it been happening? Because I know everybody says that it's like improved every year. Yeah, I've at least watched it for the past three years. I'm not sure okay. if it's older than that. It very well may be. I just know that I've broadcast during the past three years of it. Gotcha. Okay. Um. But yeah, um, I wanted to mention the fact that Dragon Age 4 might be a thing that ends up cool. being talked about. Um, Casey Hudson from BioWare uh, said, you know, we're also working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Um, and I feel like the trade-off or the exchange for that is that they're doing an exclusive look on Anthem later on in the show. So that's right. happening as well. Um, God, so much Anthem must have so much money. Yes. Like, because it just keeps winding up being like a focal point of gaming events. And I'm like, really? Her? <laughs> eh? Just surprises me. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Russo brothers are supposed to be there as well. So I'm hoping we at least get some sort of news from Crystal Dynamics on the Avengers. That could be a thing. Um, and then the Obsidian RPG reveal that they announced on Twitter the other day. Uh, so they will be there and whatever they were working with with 2K prior to being bought by Microsoft. Um, obviously, they should be talking about that a little bit, but the development was being led by Fallout co-creators Tim Kaine and Leonard Boyarsky. So, I mean, it would be really cool <laughs> if it were something slightly Fallouty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see how that goes. I'm just glad that their acquisition by Microsoft has not, um, you know, taken them off the rails for development. So that's, sure. that's a good thing. So yeah, that that was the the idea behind bringing up the Game Awards was to talk about the three <laughs> things that. that well, also uh, we'll probably get more news on uh, Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima's love yeah. child with I don't know a scary. Ev- Every time something, something comes out about Death Stranding, I'm like, I know more less confused. about yes. this game than I did. <laughs> than I did before. Like, this game is more confusing now. It yeah. should be clearing up, and it's just not. <laughs> but but I, I, I will say this for, for Jeff Keighley, is that he definitely knows how to invite sort of the, the right mix when it mm. comes to these events of his, because Kojima, like, killed it last year just i couldn't was that it was when, great 
Was that when uh, they did the whole like Kojima <laughs> said he wasn't allowed to come? Yes. Thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Oh, well, he was. Yeah. yeah. So he brought Death Stranding, and that was a. I don't know. It's just well, that might have been emotional. two years ago, maybe. But yeah, same thing. Oh yeah, it was two years ago, and then last year Kojima was there. I believe, oh, okay. and th- I think that was the thing. And that's when we saw some Death Stranding and got really mm. super confused, but gotcha, in a gotcha. good way. I God, think. time is flying, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> I hesitate to even go into this topic because I feel like Jesse's already triggered. Um, so while it would be great to uh, get out some 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 Fallout I, goodness, I cut that out. I'm not triggered. I know. Um, we we could. Be talking about Bethesda's amazing bag scandal. There are designer canvas bags that apparently take a long time to create. I guess there's a canvas shortage in West Virginia for yeah, because they made them in nylon, right, or something like really cheap. Yeah, like what? (laughs) Oh, it was one of those situations where they were like, "This is going to be really expensive luxury," and then it wasn't at all. That kind of a thing. So for context, uh, there was a $200 power armor version of Fallout 76. And if you bought it, you got a what was claimed to be like a military style canvas. It had the word canvas in it bag and they showed an image of it. And they ended up shipping nylon bags that looked for all intents and purposes very cheap. Um. People got upset mm-hmm. and complained, but at the same time found out that all of the influencers that they had invited up previous to the game's launch, like a week or two prior in West Virginia, got those canvas bags. And the response from their customer service about why this happened ended up being something along the lines of, oh, actually, I have, a, I have the quote. We're sorry you aren't happy with the bag. The bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make. <laughs> Bethesda has since oh, okay. apologized for this customer service error. Um, but that that is where we are. <sighs> and well, didn't they... Sorry. Okay. Go for it. I was going to say, didn't they... Um try to make it up by giving some in-game currency yeah. as well. But then it wasn't even enough to buy the skin of the postman that had the canvas bag. Yeah. I was reading something like that. I was like, yeah. ooh, that's, that's silly. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think there's two things here. One, it's really stupid of them not to give the bag. That's dumb. That's a total error on their part. And... Uh, they should be getting shit on for that because you don't. This is like when Capcom uh, showed those awesome statues you would get for buying uh, Marvel versus Capcom, and what you got was like some bullshit. Even the the eggs, the Infinity eggs that they sent out, which were like oh. plastic garbage. Like you can't do that. If you show a picture, people are gonna expect what the picture looks like, right? Yeah. And so they the canvas bag they showed is like a dope looking bag, and what people got is garbage. Um. But with that said, the other side, when influencers went out there, um, it's not even the same bag. Like, the influencers got a no, different like a bag backpack. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get why you'd be angry at Bethesda. Not Bethesda. Um, whoever the, the manufacturer who promised you that is. I guess it could who, who the hell cares? Whoever made the promise, Bethesda, whoever. doesn't matter. You can be angry at whoever you want about the bag. Go for it. 
But like to shit on the like oh the uh, content creators got better bags than we did. Yeah, that that's usually what happens, y'all. It, but it had nothing to do with you or what you bought. It was in a totally different bag. So like they're trying to woo those people. That's like life. If you to want me. that bag, go go start playing a lot of that game and they'll the, no one else is playing it. You start playing it. I guarantee they'll invite you to some 76 events. <laughs> You'll get one of those fucking bags. Um, people are saying that. Oh, my God. Bless <laughs> you. I really needed to see suddenly, of course, the second I started talking. Um, that they're they sending them out now. Out. Yeah. yeah. As, as part of the, the backlash, you still have to go in and submit a form. Like, instead of knowing everybody like, who. I'm sad. Every, everyone who purchased it you have to submit a ticket so <laughs> that's like that's so <laughs> sorry i was gonna say that's that's like uh refusing to pay somebody because well you needed to tell us that we didn't pay you yeah <laughs> it's like but you know you didn't pay me <laughs> but like, uh, to to chat uh, the idea that the bags that the influencers got were more expensive, but they still didn't have money. That's part of a marketing budget. The influencer budget is a different budget than the budget to produce the actual stuff. So when they say they don't have money, take it up with whoever the hell is in charge of divvying out where money goes before launch. Because that's that's the pro there's a lot of back-end stuff that they sucked at. And they deserve to be getting harassed for this. I don't think they deserve as much as they got for 76, but this, this is fucking dumb. And they deserve this. And so that's fine. Because it shouldn't... That's a huge thing. Collector's Editions... You're, $200. I think Collector's Editions in general are always disappointing. For the most part, most of the shit you get is like plastic garbage. And I do not like them whatsoever. I think there's a lot... You get a, a lot, lot of, of them, though. <laughs> I, the they boxes are kind of cool, too, though. I mean, that's that's... I don't know. The, the box art usually gets me with the feels. That or the art mm. book. And yeah, art book. If there's yeah. an art book or like a nice figure, then mm -hmm. hell yeah. Art book, I give it away. Nice figures. <laughs> Unless it's a nice figure, I get most of the time they're like pla little plastic pieces of That's shit. That's true. I That's want true. something good. If mm. I pay you like if I'm paying two hundred bucks. I don't want like a garbage helmet that lights up. I want a helmet that's like greetings, Jesse. Let's go fucking kill people. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like I don't like. Come on, I, I collectors editions are progressively getting more and more crappy. There was a time when you got some really cool shit in collectors editions, and now, yeah, I, I got issues with them. I don't. That's why for the last many of the last games, I've been like, yeah, I'm gonna get the no frills, no editions bonus edition of your game, where it's literally like the base amount I can pay, and I don't give a shit about your extra bonus missions. Or the like cool flag that you had in it because i'm really fed up with that like here's some extra stuff like i don't want it i'm tired of it i don't want that anymore kind of along the same lines of this topic sam and i uh had one of those moments where we were like jesus christ what year are we living in like he uh he's been playing his switch a lot right and he got the new pokemon and he said to me oh by the way this is like a physical game so if you wanted to play it <laughs> you could like take it and play it on your switch. And I was like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> we were both like, 
What is that like where, where something's not bound to a console and you have to exactly. also we download like, 50 so... gigabytes of store, you know, stuff in order yeah. to play it? We've what is that? We've so used to everything being downloaded onto a system that we were like, whoa, what a novelty having like a physical game that we could pass back. <laughs> it's like it was so dumb. <laughs> and then we were like, man, we should just buy physical copies of games more if this is like so exciting for us. <laughs> yeah. At least on some consoles anyway, not 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 the PlayStation, but hey. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to look around my office and find like a collector's edition that came from a game. Yeah. Oh, I- okay. I mean, I could probably open one. I have, let's see, what do I have? Uh Legacy of the Void collector's edition. Hold on. Oh, well, that's signed. That's like a different level thing. That's like an impressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, but I'll just show you what's in it because I, it, it, I haven't taken anything Legacy out of it. Legacy of Void, I guarantee it's an art book and it's probably going to be like do, the, the 80 cards they have. Like, do you know that Blizzard makes other games? Right. Yeah. Uh, so the the game DVD. By the way, this is my second one. This is one. This was a press one that was sent to me. Um, so I I did DVD? open the other one. <laughs> but yeah. So it, that's why it's all still sealed. Just right, so y'all right. know. Um, right. So yeah. The the game DVD. Legacy of the Void. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Sorry. Ooh. Hitting hitting stuff. Um, the soundtrack. Of course. Ah, uh, we should have guessed that. Soundtrack, of course it right. would be in there. The behind the scenes, it looks also like it has a disc in it. So, yeah. Oh, that's in there. Oh, the special edition. And <laughs> a field manual. So the art book. The art book. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually all that's in here. Is so there anything there, in there? There's that's like... nothing else in here. No fluff. That's so it. So disappointed. So, so no, no, no plastic, no plastic figures. I'm sorry. Oh, I still, honestly, I think that's all fluff. Truly, oh, okay. I don't like the DVD it's and the, a, the music. It really does anything. depend on the, what yeah, the game want. <laughs> yeah, um, like that must be. It must be so difficult to be like, what do people want in a collector's edition? Yeah, right. right. It's like within our budget and works for us. Well, because... I just don't want any of it, which is why, like, <laughs> right. You don't want to come to me because I would not buy that. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, I it, a collector's edition really has to give me something that's like freaking amazing. Like the Witcher statue. That thing mm-hmm. it was the tits that's a collector's edition item uh i don't know most of the stuff that i have is stuff that i like got after the fact because i really loved the game versus mm-hmm. the collector's edition okay and, yeah. hold on but <laughs> oh, wait there's more you go ahead and keep talking i'm just gonna open this wasteland 2 collector's edition okay <laughs> tell me more about the stuff you don't want are like there's a time when collector's editions had some really cool stuff in them and over the yeah i want like I want a little higher quality. Some Desert Ranger okay. pens. Cool. Oh, cool. I feel like collector's editions have gotten really common too. Oh, yeah, whereas like there's more and more. And so they're also like losing the value. Like before you get the collector's edition when it was something that you're like, dude, this is my jam. I love it. I collect it. Yeah. And then now it's like everything has it and so it just makes the value or even the like importance of it feel less 
Yeah, it's the same with anime too. Like anime has a ton of collector's editions, and most of the time it's like just the DVD and the T-shirt or the art book and things like that. And so I know for me, I'll have already watched the anime and then go and buy the collector's edition if it's an anime I feel very strongly about. I'm one of those people that like. I see the 20 releases, like a movie or whatever. They release like 20 times. There's 20 different formats. I will wait as long as humanly possible to buy it so I can get like the one that I think will be the one that's like, I don't need this anymore. I don't need to buy it again. And a great example is I love like to death Cowboy Bebop. I think it's great. Funimation finally released a like 20 year anniversary uh, Mm -hmm. collector's edition. Yeah. I got that. It came with a vinyl of all the music, which is like the whole reason for Bebop. And then it came with like dope art prints. I'm totally going to frame like that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm in. I'm in. It took literally a year for them to make it all. But that's how I knew like, oh, this is going to be worth it. This is going to be one that's going to matter. They're like, oh, shipping date is next year. I'm in. Let's do it. This looks like stuff that would. And everything about it was awesome. And it's that kind of stuff. Stuff that I can see myself using. The problem is. Most collector's edition stuff, it isn't about using. It's about, like, weird, quirky. Like, the badges Jenna showed, for example. Those are quirky. They're metal, though. They're actually kind of high quality. I'm kind of impressed by that, if I'm honest. Super high quality. But, like, in what world is that going to be the thing? That's what what I want. (laughs) Yeah, like, what am I doing with those? Like, what do they think I, as a player, would do with those? And that's, like... I truly don't know what some people like. Yeah, okay. I, I, it blows my mind sometimes. I can get like showing off things. Like I was looking around and I have um, the mask from Dishonored still. Oh, uh, because it looks cool. cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it, it's the like Corvo the mask on the stand. That's awesome. And I like have it next to several other masks, and I have sort of like a Greco-Roman look over here, where like it's all the different masks from games. That's neat. Um, but yeah, there's certain things I just don't. I don't know. I I get chats like for show. Uh, yeah. I guess. I just. I don't know what I would do with those. I can't yeah. figure it out in my head, which is why most collector's editions aren't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel you on on the the ones that are full of needless tat. It's it's like why did this drive up the price that much, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people seem to do the. Or some companies tend to do the whole, hey, we're just going to find whatever thing that's sort of unique that we can get the lowest manufacturing price in China to produce. And we're going to lump that in and see how much we can get people to pay for it. Um, So I do feel like collector's editions, like Jesse said, they aren't. They aren't worth it a lot of the time. (laughs) Not anymore, because there is no utility for half the stuff that you get. Um, most of the stuff that comes in collector's editions today still, it's all stuff that you could have pulled off of the internet, um, or they could have offered it digitally instead of going through the cost of producing it physically. Mm-hmm. So they, they are not all they're cracked up to be. But but I, I will, I will tell you exactly how I feel and hopefully people will relate to this. Glizcon goodie bags. Oh no, those have gone so downhill. I don't even bring them home right. anymore. Glizcon <laughs> goodie bags are, are like progressively getting worse and worse. Here's what I'll say. The one year in recent memory that it was dope was when they gave out the Steins. And that mm. was literally all it was, was just yeah. the Stein. And you know what? That was rad. That's cool. It's up there. I, would, somewhere. I would rather have one 
really awesome thing than like 15 trinkets. Because what am I going to do with those fucking things? I would rather have like, the if you could sum up everything about your company in one dope ass item, that, that would be amazing. Like a collector's edition, rather than having like, it has a map and it has the pins from the campaign. It has like this, this pillow of one of our characters. And we also have these stickers and we have a, give me one item. Give me like one good thing. And that's what I would love. Instead of spending the money on like, I, I like there was a there was a Batman. One of the Batman games had a statue with it, and oh. the statue apparently was like garbage. But the game <laughs> came with like twenty collectors' item things, and it's like, what if you took the money you spent on those other things and just like made the statue of better quality? Yeah, padding. I don't know. That's where I'm coming from. I want to have something that feels like I love. I love. Horizon Zero Dawn. I got that collector's edition because I was like, oh my god, an Aloy statue? Hell yes! That thing was plastic trash. That's why Aww. I have this instead because that's, I love that game and I want to be like, I rep this game hard. But mm, like, yeah. the thing I got was not cool. I was like, mm, no thank you. Yeah. yeah, I want quality. I don't want a lot of stuff. I want one really good thing. Mm. Yeah. I was gonna say the year that uh, that BlizzCon did the bags. I can't remember actually what else came in the bags, but I thought it was kind of cool that they actually just gave you a bag, and it didn't. It wasn't the, the highest was quality. But yeah. yeah, the goodie bag was a bag. I mean, it it wasn't like the most amazing quality bag, but it was still better than I feel like a lot of the previous BlizzCon goodies have. But yeah, I totally agree with Jesse. The Stein was that was their win. Totally. The very first year, it was like a pin that like lit up. Mine still lights up, which I'm very surprised with. It was it was a frozen throne one, and he would light it, go and it would light up on the ground. It was dope. That was like a cool gift. I still have it, and but also hand sanitizer, branded BlizzCon hand sanitizer, Ah! smart utility. I mean, I know it's different. You know, collectors editions versus an, an. like a convention and event that you attend but it's yeah. still you're paying a pretty big price to be there and you're just like with collector's editions i mean a 200 dollar fallout 76 power armor edition for collectors that thing better come with a pit boy and it better function <laughs> instead of yeah. all this other stuff or at least a bag that's not just a slight upgrade no. from trash <laughs> yeah 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 again that? i no, go for it. What was the convention that was sponsored by Old Spice and they had like booths of uh, deodorant all over the place? Do you guys remember I've that? Oh, yeah. the, best, the best convention. The yeah. best convention, you mean? I'm trying to remember <laughs> which convention that was where there were just free samples of deodorant like everywhere. <laughs> A few MLGs did that where they were really? sponsored and they had like an entire bin and they're like, please grab these on your way in. Uh, that's amazing. That, yeah. I want to say it was a, awesome. a PAX or something. And I just oh, remember please. walking around and being like, that is so great. That's <laughs> I'm sure funny. there was somebody who was like, oh, I see how it is. All gamers stink and don't take showers, huh? And I'd be the like, guy like, yeah, right. Yes. I've been to conventions. You're right. Yes. Everybody take showers or take one yeah. of them's deodorants. 
the thing I was disappointed with with um, some of the MLG events where they did that was that the deodorant sponsor would fail to refill them on the second day. And I'm like, dude, that's actually when it's necessary. Day one. Yeah. yeah, people are there. That's fine. You know, hey, free stuff. But on day two, there wasn't any more. And I was like, no. no! <laughs> day two is when somebody might be like, Oh man, I should grab one of those deodorants. Ah, oh, no, they're all gone. <laughs> and then people who did grab them probably left them in the, like the hotel room or wherever they're staying. Yeah, so who like, knows if they actually like remembered to use them? That's true. That's what I always wound up doing with hand sanitizer. Is I would buy hand sanitizer and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this to the convention the whole time, and I'd have it the first day, and then I would leave it in my room the second day and be like. No, <laughs> I thought for a second you were gonna say you used it as deodorant, and I was like, did that work? Life it hack? <laughs> Life hacks. <laughs> yeah, I like I like conventions where hand sanitizer is provided. Though that's yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Places like CoxCon that provide it on a table for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Like we're gonna sign all these autographs, shake all these people's hand, sand like huge bottles of hand sanitizer. I'm like, dude, know what knows what's up? Like, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. super yeah. smart. No cox pox, hard pass. Cox pox, please. Cox. <laughs> uh, moving along with news, because I know we're we're like still talking about news. I did want to mention very quickly Epic uh, Games announcing their new storefront to basically compete with steam right jesse's shaking his head here we go oh no i just no. oh okay like, god bless epic games uh yeah. i took their i took their money way back when so i got nothing bad to say but i'm kind of <laughs> kind of i've officially hit the like minecraft period of my life with with fortnite where i'm just like you know what i don't oh, care anymore yeah I, don't, I just don't care i just don't care it exists i'm over it yeah. It's 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 so inundated in the culture. I'm just like, cool. I hope I hope all the all the kids make their internet millions real quick, and we can move on to a different game. <laughs> Thanks. I'm done. I'm done. So the Epic Games storefront is uh, giving developers and publishers. It's a it's an 88 by 12 split uh, revenue split, um, and games that are built with the Unreal Engine will actually get a little bit more leeway, you know, because Epic's going to, of course, plug their own engine, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll still be open to games made in Unity, so they're not, like, blocking games that don't use their engine. It's just the fact that they will waive all of the Unreal royalty fees. So previously, if you made a game in Unreal, you would automatically give epic a five percent royalty cut of all of your sales so the fact that they're only taking 12 percent that's not so bad but mm-hmm. a competition is usually a pretty good thing but i probably wouldn't hold my breath too much for people to move away from steam and buy things on other platforms but yeah. uh so far i don't really see this being a bad thing. I know Brian Fargo was also um, supposed to be releasing a, a competing storefront 
uh, to Steam as well, or at least he's on, like, on a board or something. Uh, back when we had him on the show, I was looking up some background info, and I'm like, huh, he is also investing in the future of multiple game storefronts and trying to give developers and publishers a little bit more of a, a cut than what Steam does at yeah, present. It, as a consumer, like I understand that it's good for there to be more people trying to do this sort of thing. And I know that this is a stupid complaint, but I just hate that that means, oh, if I want to play that game, that means I have to download a new client onto my computer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, like I know that I know that it's all good overall, and that, but I just I hate that you have to download a client in order to take advantage mm -hmm. of of people entering this. I don't know space. that it is good overall. The whole like client thing, you have to keep downloading clients. That is well. I I just mean so that like like competition. So like, sure. Yeah, for competition's sake. But I mean like yeah. the idea of in order to play our thing, you must download this ancillary thing, this like other thing, mm -hmm. as well. That like ain't cool with me at all. That's like when you would download a game and you had to download the GameStop like or GameSpot thing. Where you had to download the the app or GameSpy was that what it was? Whatever. Oh the, yeah. Oh. You had to download another Oof. thing in order. That was annoying. Then that was. I bad. don't like. Yeah. I don't like when I have to keep downloading extra things. I just mm -hmm. want the game, y'all. I don't yeah. care about you and your company. I just want the game. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. You shouldn't totally have to go through a bunch of loops just to get something that you're going to end up paying for. It's just like constantly yeah. downloading more and more things. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Origin. I've kind of made that pretty abundant. Um, but I'm also not a fan of Uplay. So I am. I am on this this train that we are on. Um, it's at the same time. I I realize that Steam does need competition, but I'm. I don't know how exactly. And, and I of course would want developers and publishers to get a better cut than what they're seeing right now. And the Obviously, the big mammoth is Steam, it's Valve. So, what are you going to do, really, uh, besides exclusively offer your game on another platform that's going to give you a better cut? So, yeah, there there is some mm, moments where I'm like, yeah, good for us, but at the same time, it could potentially be very bad for us. I hate when things go exclusive to a platform. Never been a fan of that. So we will shall see. Hmm. But that is a thing that is happening. Cool. All right. Okay. In other bad news, Article 13 for the EU is trying to kill yeah. trying to kill Twitch streamers. Yeah. What's that all about? Hmm. I will tell you as soon as I change the title here. No <laughs> it's like I'm trying to get it in. I haven't, I haven't yeah. looked into it really hard. I've just seen... EU-based yeah. streamers that I know being like, yo, there's some crazy yeah. shit going on right now. There was an email that was sent out uh, by Twitch because obviously they would want to advocate for people to make the most noise, especially streamers, because this directly affects them. So Article 13 is the European Union Directive on Copyright in the Digital Single Market, or meme tax, for those who are no longer on Tumblr. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, Meme not sorry. Uh, yeah. So it requires platforms that host user-generated content to ensure that 
any unauthorized protected works are not available on their services. So what I basically see this is, is there's going to be more automated bots looking for claimed content or copywritten right. content like we already kind of have on YouTube. YouTube, right. But now right. it's also going to be thrown on Twitch. Yeah. And that's... No. No, well, we the, do not the, need more of those. The gist is what it says is that... Um, it is no longer the responsibility of the copyright holder to... Uh, be the person who discovers if there's something out there that's theirs. It is now the responsibility mm -hmm. of the website hosting the thing to do it. So yeah. basically, it yeah, like Jenna said, it's going to lead to a lot more algorithms, a lot more people trying to to stop you from doing stuff. Um, uh, there's there's something else in there that I don't particularly understand. That is what people are really freaking out about, and it's called the like it's it's a meme ban, but People are saying that it, apparently you're gonna have to pay to share a link to a news articles or to start a, a meme. Like they're gonna have to remove memes and filter memes. I literally yeah. don't know what the hell yeah. that is. I can't figure that out for the life of me. I don't know how that relates to any of this. A and here's the problem: because it's one of those things that people are like, "This is my living and this is my life," and they're trying to ruin it for me. A lot of the videos you see online are like really alarmist, and like I don't know what is the reality of this situation versus what is people just being like you guys we have to fight this or else i won't have a job and i don't know what is the the like truth here because yeah. clearly there is it's there's some stuff here about copyright that's like oh that is going to be interesting for streamers who have been using like you know going on twitch and blasting music in the background of their streams and then just like oh well no one's gonna go watch my vod so i don't care um now, when you're on a stream, that might be a problem. I mean, game music in particular. That's, that's yeah. been a thing for a while now. They've like only recently started cracking down on it. Like I got, I got a strike on my channel after coming Twitch back channel. from a year. No, 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 no. On my oh, Twitch. On Twitch. Okay, I was I gonna got, say I was I like, got, what? <laughs> I did. I did log into my YouTube though for the first time in like a year, and it was like, you've got a copyright claim on a video from years ago. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know when this happened, but all right. Um, but no, on my Twitch, uh, the there's like a, a bot that was scrubbing through the videos, the same one that mutes stuff, right? Um, and uh, there was a DMCA filed against one of my VODs. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, they're starting to get wise that like that could be a thing. So um, it wasn't just like a muting, it was a like, actual strike on my channel from a company that was like you used our music and i was like well fuck you right i did <laughs> um but they've always like people keep being like since when can i not play whatever music i want on twitch and they're like i mean law wise technically since forever it's just <laughs> nobody was filing yeah. strikes yet no one was doing claims yet and oh. now they are so yeah. I always something we oh could like. Oh my god, I finally figured it out. Okay. What's that? Do you get it, Jesse? Yeah, Educate I, us. Okay, so essentially what uh, the big hubbub is is that the article 13 uh basically says it requires the websites whatever they are to because they're responsible for everything now. Yeah. They right. must go through and clean up their website of things mm -hmm. that are copyrighted. 
Because they can be sued now. It's not the people who have, are like the individual channel. It's like YouTube as a whole could be sued for this one channel uploading a clip from a TV show or something. It's like when Maker decided that it had a bunch of managed channels and then all of the other channels because there were channels where they were like, oh, these guys aren't going to get us in trouble as a company. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say it's like when Maker got sued by someone because a girl on her <laughs> blog used 80 songs and got sued for like millions of dollars. And then nope, I had happens. to remove my videos because of her. That's oh, my I, goodness. Yeah. All right. Copyright. So, make, uh, I, I, thought, I thought that's what you were going to say. Flashbacks. <laughs> no, no, no. Bullshit happened and it was bullshit then and still bullshit anyway, now. Anyway, also, Jesse, Jesse. So the, the thing is, is that uh, this Article 13 says you are now a responsible website. So the fear, the the initial fear was, okay, if they're responsible for all that, they're going to clear out and copyright strike everything. There's right. gonna be it's gonna be scorched earth. Yeah. There's gonna be nothing left, and uh, you're screwed. If anyone copyright says like that's mine, it's gone. And mm-hmm. so there's an initial fear of that. Then the fear got stoked even higher because then people were like, well, copyrights affect more than just music. Like if oh, I make yeah. a meme, that features, you know, if I'm doing a team meme with Kermit the Frog, if the Muppet Company sues, memes are gone now. Because yeah. memes most of the time feature uh, something that is copyrighted. So now they're literally saying, like, this basically ruins the internet. It's like an internet <laughs> ruining thing that goes to the next. So I don't know how much of any of that is reality, but that's one of those, like, doomsday scenarios that right. people are like, if this happens, it opens the door for this. And yeah. so... Yeah, I'm for. It's one of those rare situations where you have to consider the slippery slope. Yeah, like typically you can be like, "Well, that's not going to happen. That's like so extreme." But we have to consider like, could this slip all yeah. the way to like, no, there's just nothing on the internet anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's because it's like so vague. Like it's very vague about what constitutes like getting copyrighted. Like, is it just this one meme, or is it like just pictures from a new site or like one photographer or something like that like it's so vague about what constitutes yes or no that could get you in trouble with copyright and then that goes with having websites being the one responsible for clearing it out it's like i'm scared that it's going to lead to just more automated going through yeah, like programs the, going the in bots. and deleting stuff which is never works like at all like tumblr is having it now where they have automated going through and flagging oh stuff my and you God. Have pictures some of the of pictures. characters like you have a picture of like a cat that's been drawn in a cast literally yeah and that's been flagged it's inappropriate and so you just have or like their channels are getting erased and so it's just gonna lead to that more for more and more websites and it's just a dangerous like you well, said, the, slow. the the thing that that is crazy here is that um, the the slippery slope argument is one that uh, a lot of people are like, well, you can't make that. And most of the time, I'd agree with them because I think slippery slope <laughs> arguments are kind of dumb. But people are like, you can't make that argument because of the past. Like we have a history of seeing it in action. Uh, someone yeah. in chat said something along the lines of, well, memes are parody, and that's protected by law. Um. So is the free use stuff that we've been doing on YouTube for years, and they don't give a damn. We get, nope. I get flagged. Yeah, we still get flagged for all things the time. that I'm just like, yeah. okay. So it becomes my responsibility to go through and say this is fair use, and this is like a thing that clearly is just in the population now, and I'm allowed to talk over it and that kind of shit. Or sometimes I'm just like, literally, the game company sent me this game, and everything that's in the game they purchased. 
they own the rights to use this song. So thus, because they gave it to me to promote the game, I'm I'm clear. <laughs> Leave me alone. And Got so it. you literally have to like come up with these arguments and it never ends. And so this just adds another layer to that where it's like, well, instead of YouTube being the go-between, like I can go to YouTube, hey, this dude came to me and said he wanted, uh, he, this was his video, this is copywritten. I need you to, to verify that this is bullshit, right? I'm like, YouTube, this is bullshit. Now it's like the dude don't even have to do that. <laughs> no. Like, this is You're like, but YouTube, no, it's not. doesn't matter. We don't, we don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. YouTube's not going to sit there and be like, we'll consider everything that you have to say mm -hmm. about it. They're going to be like, no, 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 we don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Because that's the way they've acted so far. We have experience with them. And so things like memes and stuff like that, while I still think memes in general as like, oh, no, not the memes. I feel like that's <laughs> kind of dumb. I yeah. think that there is the potential based on past experience for this to get crazy mm -hmm. uh, because we have past knowledge. You have to use the information you have. And we have seen that when people get like, oh, we could be sued. They do really dumb shit. Yeah. And this could equal more dumb shit. Yeah. And then the article 11, which is the link thing that you were talking about, um, having like a link tax to news sites. So it's like if so one news site writes the article and then a different article or website links to that news site, they could potentially tax you for that. And so it's like, are people just, how are you supposed to share news as easily? Or like, can you reference in a video, like a gaming news video, you talk about this article from this website and then you say, you can click the link in the description below. Like people aren't gonna do that. Like, <laughs> because they're like, I'm not gonna pay a tax to have you go and reference this other article about it. And so it's just a silly, I don't know. I think that's a silly thing. And there's a lot of news channel, like websites that are split on whether that's a good, well, or not. There would be websites like, I don't know, the New York Times would be like, we do our own research and sourcing mm -hmm. versus like BuzzFeed that most of the <laughs> stuff they do there is links to other things. Maybe yay! Yeah. But with that said, there are many times where an article will have information from another site that they then did follow up research on, which is like, well, we need that link because that's the source for the previous thing. Right. Yeah. So there's yeah. Otherwise, we're not sourcing our things properly. It'll be tons exactly. of fake news. Yeah. How will we know what's real anymore? We won't. Yeah. Yeah. The final wording for the directive has to be decided upon, uh, and the European Parliament will vote to confirm it, and the vote is taking place in January this in 2019. So then the member states will have two years to introduce the laws and they're that they'll be in line with the directive, but they will be each country will, will have kind of like specific wording or possibly a different interpretation of the rules. So uh, I'll probably end up I'm going to try and probably make a video about this because it is a pretty huge deal. And while there are a lot of people like Jesse said, who, you know, want to practice inaction about something like this, if it affects the EU now. Come on. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's not It's not yeah. just going to stop, especially and, if they manage to make it through. Come on. And mm -hmm. if you're an entertainer, like at your soul, like at the core of who you are, and this happens to me all the time and it makes me so frustrated. If I upload a video, a great example is any of the Life is Strange videos. If you're overseas, if they're in the UK, you cannot watch them on your phone most of the time. You have to watch them on YouTube because yeah. of ad things. If you're in Germany, or there's sometimes they won't even show it to you. And you have to use like ultra workarounds. And as like someone who just wants to share a thing, like Dodger and I had fun playing this and it's really silly. Here, please watch. 
Like that's all that matters to me. And that's like, and then my big, almost yeah. all of Europe is like, I can't, can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. be so sad. Like yeah. going back to, to my previous free up, when I had a big thing with like the copyright stuff, when I was with makers, the idea that like, it wasn't about them wanting to delete episode 13 of a series. It was about the idea of like, as a fan of like story, if I went episode 12 to episode 14, I'd be mighty pissed. And so I'm just like, I just want to like, it's about sharing the stuff you create, the art, art bullshit, but art, you know, the art we've made, the art you create with like people. Yeah. And that's like what it comes down to at the end is it's, that's truly what it, I like, if you had to fight for something, that's why you fight for it. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can live without the money. But it's like, it's not really about the money. It's about like, I spent 20 some hours putting this fucking thing together. I just want to show it to the world. Why is that illegal? Why is that wrong? I don't know. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and take a bit of a break. And when we come back, we will be talking about some games. Heard that's a thing that we do. I know this has been a really news heavy episode, but there has been a lot that's happened in the past week. I didn't even get to really touch uh, Nintendo shutting its partnership stuff down. But hey, everyone can post stuff on Nintendo games until Article 13 happens and then maybe not. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a thing. Um <laughs> this episode is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. I wish I would have had time to made a new ad for you guys, but hey, Diablo mobile phones, still funny. Um, on that note, I actually got my Note 9 today, and I resisted uh-huh. opening it. Uh, I, I'm, I don't really go in for the whole phablet thing. This is like the biggest phone I've purchased in a long time. My I hands are small. Oh, what'd you get, Dukes? We got a Pixel 3. See, I, I like, I'm Android now. <laughs> I like the Pixel 3's camera. That is some the legit The camera is stuff. so nice. I've taken so many pictures of my child already. <laughs> the selfie of you with her, I was like, What was that taken on the Pixel? Professional oh, that's camera? just the front-facing camera on Dude, this Dude, that's such good. a good camera. I thought that was... That bokeh effect on that Pixel on the front-facing yeah, camera. <laughs> Ooh. Well, good. Now I feel like we need to do a tech podcast. <laughs> that bokeh effect on the y'all. I can't. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Wait, so do you green bubble now, Duger? Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I should be a green bubble now. Yeah, I'm gonna be the guy who it's ruins still, group messages now. It's still blue bubbling. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe you'll just forever be a blue bubble. What does any of that mean? What are you talking about? I'm so <laughs> old. Like what an you... iPhone. When you iMessage yeah. with a person, it's blue bubbles. It's blue and bubbles. It's iPhone to Android. It's green bubbles. It's how yeah. we ruin everything when people want to like FaceTime people. You can no longer be like, <laughs> it, that person. Didn't you guys hear though? Yeah. You can FaceTime up to what? Is it like 20 friends or something crazy? <laughs> It's like time. I don't have that many people I want to <laughs> I see. Like, I just want to do a big FaceTime so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do because I, you know, I've have been such a heavy user of my Galaxy S8 for so long, and my hands, like dudes, my hands are small. Like this is, this is my S8, and it only barely fits in my hand. And so the note is probably gonna be like up here somewhere. Yes, I'm gonna be that person's yeah. like. But now I You're can play games. You need a pop socket. You need to get a pop socket for that bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's time. 
<laughs> so this was supposed to be a segue into an ad about Squarespace, and yeah, I yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Nailed, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hashtag nailed it, throwing up hashtag gang signs just for Jesse. Um, yeah. Gang signs. I can't <laughs> no, that's why he thought it was the last episode. It was great. It's, it's hashtag. <laughs> I need, I need to just move into an old folks' home, get some pudding. <laughs> I'm so that. much happier. I'm not going to lie. I'm I heard so Tumblr happy. setting one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. We are going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about some games. Hopefully, people played them. Uh, that'd be good, because I've been mostly doing some StarCraft, but... We'll see how that works out. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You are watching the Co-Optional Podcast. <laughs> Enjoy this ad. Yay. Maybe. Hi there. Jenna Bain here from the Co-Optional Podcast. Each week, I spend countless hours playing the latest and greatest video games so I can talk to you about none of them on my weekly podcast. Instead, I bring you irrelevant news topics, ambiguous release dates, and guests who should be hosting the podcast instead of me. With all the free time I've had, I started delving into some of the questions we've received regarding our amazing sponsor Squarespace. As you know, Squarespace's all-in-one platform offers the tools you'll need to share your story online, whether you're designing a website, buying a custom domain, or building an online store. Let's take a moment to address one of the several fan-submitted questions now. Dear Jenna, are there any plans to make my website functional on mobile devices? Or is it strictly PC forever? Uh, are there any... Uh, yeah, uh... Squarespace templates are designed to ensure visitors can easily navigate your site on any device they choose. Smartphones, t tablets, and smartphones, and... Tablets? You guys have smartphones, right? Just kidding. Squarespace seamlessly caters to the multi-platform needs in all of us, with elegant templates and professional 24-7 support. Best of all, you can start a free 14-day trial and save 10% off your first purchase by visiting squarespace.com cooptional. Take an immortal leap when your website goes from being booed to beautifully scaled on any device. And remember, whether it's domains, websites, online stores, or email marketing, you can name it, build it, sell it, make it. Squarespace. Welcome back <laughs> to the Co-Optional Podcast. Yeah, my hood up. Uh-oh, ruined. Ruined. There we oh, go. There it is. Oh, There's something dark side. Something, <laughs> yeah, 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 something yeah. complete. Complete. Oh, nice. I'm so glad <laughs> somebody else has seen that video. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Um, yes. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Our guest today is Happily Aaron. Yay. Hello. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, games. That's a thing. We play those oh, sometimes. Video games. Games. All of the games. Uh, I have mostly been playing Don't Forget Our Esports Dream <laughs> because I did the stream after the podcast last week. So that has been a thing. Is it good? Um, is it fun? It is. 
Interesting. Well, no, it, it it's for visual no, it's a visual novel. novel right? It's yeah. yeah, it's a visual novel. So you know, it's like what, what do you want out of that? Really, um, sure. I've been triggered yeah. a couple times. There have been clips that have gone sort of viral. <laughs> um, a lo- a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of what it ends up being is me dropping a lot of StarCraft knowledge on people who don't play the game or know about StarCraft. Mm. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's good in that respect uh, <laughs> that I bring something extra to or it allows me to inform other people about StarCraft. It's like an enabler. So that's, that's right, kind of right. nice. Yeah. Um, oh, typing at the same time. I'm telling you people. <laughs> updating these titles. I don't know. Multitask. Uh, right? Uh so the StarCraft 2 visual novel was pretty fun to play through and do all of the voices and whatnot. Uh, the Brood War visual novel, doing it all on my own has been a bit of a challenge, but I do all the voices myself and that tends to be kind of interesting and lately the stream has been helping me as, as we together uh, define who these characters are and sort of what sure. they should sound like. So our protagonist, who is actually us in the game, he is now basically Ash Ketchum. Uh, Great. <laughs> Great. I love, I love it. it. Uh, so that that is who, that that's the, how the voice has, has kind of evolved. It's pretty bad. No. Um, <laughs> That that's who we are. That's that's how we play in the game. But we are kind of a loser in the in the visual novel. Uh, and there there are some technical yeah there are some technical issues. I mean I get that it's about growth and we're supposed to be becoming better people or better players basically. But uh, so far it's it's been me having issues with them using maps that didn't exist in the Brood War era. <laughs> right. Because at one point they start doing putting a game uh, on benzene, which wasn't even used in in competition until like 2011, and this is supposed to be set in 2008 2009 era. So I take issue with that. There are issues where uh, certain game mechanics don't really work out. Mm-hmm. Like certain matchups would not really happen. Certain engagements would not happen. Certain units would not have been built in this way in Brood War. So there's there's a lot of that which has slowed down the visual novel progress, if you will, sure. because I, I feel the need to rage a little uh, on that yeah. part. But I know it's not supposed to be one to one visual novels. Yeah. They, so yeah, I, I need to be more generous. Out loud, like because um, I've done a few visual novels that way too, where it's like, I'm reading everything. I've got voices for everybody, right? And whatever amount of time it takes. A normal person to play the game I add like a few hours on because I know it's yeah. just like eventually your throat starts to hurt and you're taking more breaks and you're commenting on stuff and it's just like it just it takes forever <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean but it's fun so I'm not saying my throat hurts <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying my throat hurts mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying my throat hurts. <laughs> Visual novel care pack. It's right. it's a thing. 
But yeah, it's it's doing Ash Ketchum for for a few hours is actually harder than I thought it would be in a visual novel Mm. all by myself. Um, So yeah, I have been enjoying the game, and I'm hoping that the stream and it's the VOD is on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jenna Bain. But it it has been slow going and I I do feel a little badly about how slowly it's been progressing. But that that is what I've been playing uh, mostly that and a lot of Starcraft uh, remastered. Yeah, Yeah, actual (laughs) Starcraft remastered mostly uh, because my brood war feels that's very much a thing. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I download, download, I download a game. <laughs> go on, go on, hologram dodger. Yeah. I download a game. It's called Azure Lane. It's fun. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's like the only game that's on my phone right now. Um, but Sam and I are both playing it. It's like a gotcha waifu game, but, um, it's a bullet hell. And it's Can Cole style, so all of the girls are battleships. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I was, I was about to show this on the screen, and then I saw some of the animation, and I'm worried, am I getting in trouble? <laughs> There's no boobies, if it helps. There's no, oh, like, okay. actual boobies in the game. It's just, it's, just, it's just battleship waifus in a bullet hell. And um, it's actually really fun. And a lot of people recommended it. So Sam is a complete whale when it comes to gotcha games. And people were like, oh, you should try playing this new game because it's people feel like it's a very fair gotcha game. Like they give you tons of currency. They give you tons of like, they give you everything that you need to do the gotcha process without having to pay any money for the game ever, unless you're like crazy, right? Um, And so, yeah, it gives you lots of opportunities to build literally in the game when uh when you want to like gotcha a new a new battleship waifu it's like do you want to build a new ship <laughs> you're like i sure do and then it has like a little icon of a normal ass ship with a timer and then it's like oh just kidding it's this fucking hot cubie lady you know um oh my goodness. but it's like i love bullet hells um, which is why Sam was like, I think you would actually really like this one. I love bullet hells and it's set up where like you have your three kind of like powerhouses. You have a, a team of six and you have three sort of powerhouses that you control and like dodge all of the bullets as a, as a team. And they like continuously shoot out. And then, uh, the three that are like in the back are your sort of support characters and they offer like special abilities um that charge up over time that you can use Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's actually like a pretty fun easy bullet hell game and the actual bullet hell sections sometimes you're like this is fucking crazy (laughs) but um yeah it's it's fun so who is it that makes this game Mm, it looks i'm not sure some of the character models are identical to the ones in uh, in food fantasy, yeah, right? so, yeah, yeah. It reminds me so much of food fantasy, and I don't know if they're it's the identical. Same, but yeah, what's it called again? Azure uh, Lane. Azure Lane. A Z U R. Oh yeah, of course I misspell it in the title. Nice. So, I mean, nice. you spelled it like a normal person. Ah! You know, how to spell the word Azure? 
I failed. I failed. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why the E isn't there in the actual game. But yeah, I, I need a fail emote for myself. I don't have one yet. I need to make <laughs> one. That's that's on the bucket list. Um, but yeah, so that's that's like a a really fun mobile game. Um, and I also played a new god sim called Similand, S-I-M-M-I-L-A-N-D, Similand. And it's a, it's a card-based god sim where um, you have like cards. So like you start off with a deck of 50, I think, and the cards are things like humans, um, plants, trees, and then natural disasters or events like uh, sunlight, rain, wind, that sort of stuff. Um, so the first card that you put down is always mankind. So it's like the beginning of man is the idea. Um, and you put that card down. And then from there, you're trying to like help them survive and flourish uh, while at the same time granting their wishes so that they continue to believe in you because the way that you do things in the game is with faith as the currency. So if cool. you're not fulfilling their desires, at least sometimes, um, you're not gonna have enough faith to work with. And uh, the longer that you play it, um, basically you you go through your deck once and that's it, and that's the end of that run, right? But you you, depending on the things that you achieved, you accrue stars and use the stars to buy cards. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that the cards were going to be more distinct than they wound up being. It's kind of a science-ish game where it's like, well, you know, you don't need complex cards. You're trying to combine cards in order to lead them to new things, right? Like. Um, you can create a tundra area by utilizing, you know, wind and rain and whatever else at the same time. And um, you can create a desert by just like smashing sun forever uh, and creating the desert. But then you can uh, have an earthquake happen in the desert and that'll give your people oil, right? Like that kind of an idea. Um, so even the, the extra cards that you get are still simplistic. It's like, okay, well, I want more plant cards. I'll buy those. Okay, I want more tree cards. I'll buy those. Um, you don't start off with critter cards, but you can buy those, and then that gives you, um, like, when you place them, you don't know what's going to spawn. It could be a chicken. It could be a sheep, and they can domesticate those and use them. Um, but it could also be a polar bear, right? Like, if it's in the <laughs> right area, like, if you're placing it in snow, it could just right. be a bear that goes around killing everybody. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's interesting, but really like what, what gives you the, the jump start at the beginning is your people saying like, man, I really wish that the sun would come out and then you give them sun and they're like, holy shit. Amazing. Right. What and then they give you a bunch God. of faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so at, at the point that I'm at now, because it's a, card-based game I was left feeling like man I really wish that the cards that you bought were more varied I wish that there was more mm. variety in the sort of things that you got instead of it just being like do you want more of these and more of these and more of these so that your run can go longer and you can develop more and I get that that's the concept but I I, I don't know what I wanted I wanted it to like 
give me like really interesting options. There's a super expensive card though called the plague and I can't afford it yet, but I want to know what that does to your game because I'm like, why would you use that? Yeah. I feel like it definitely tells know, you what it does. Just wipes out the whole place. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the plague. It's the plague, but like, feel, what does I that? I feel like. How does that? Know. But how does that help you? <laughs> You're trying to help civilization develop. How does that help? It's not. I feel like that's not going to be the same as like. Well, we should really burn this field so that the grass comes hey, back Dodger? green. Like, I don't know that that's. Hey, Dodger, maybe Thanos was right. It's weeding out the weak. Yeah, like seriously. I know that's super dark, but like it, when you're trying to be like God mode and like if your population gets too big, maybe call it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> you think that's what it is. We'll have some more faith yeah. if we do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it'll rebuild there. That is 100%. You lose some faith? People were like, it was suffering here so that we might go to heaven. Like that. Watch out. That could be what happens. You could also end up in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's true. Um, the uh, the other like big thing that I don't entirely understand in this game yet is um, it doesn't seem like you have much control over whether or not mankind becomes evil or not. Yeah. Like I've, I've had multiple runs that felt basically the same and yeah. one time they were peaceful, but then the next time they were evil, but they were basically <laughs> behaving the same. Yeah, but that's so. how you got a God mode it. Then you're like, let the flood begin. <laughs> Let oh the man, I'd be a floor. great deity. I'm just letting everyone know. <laughs> you play I land. inevitably rule. I'd smite the wicked. I would uplift the, the strong. And then every once in a while, I'll just kill everyone in the flood. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'd be the best god. Man, I'd be, this would be the dance of my people. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be such a good god. <laughs> god damn. Yeah, as you would, you know. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, so I, I feel like those are already like the most tame dances I'm going to see all weekend. <laughs> yes. If you're lucky. If you right. see a Fortnite dance, I need you to just hop on a plane and leave. <laughs> I mean, I already am. Vegas. My like near the end of the of the podcast, we'll we'll go over a little bit of my crazy schedule. But it is, I don't know what I was thinking at this point. I, it's scaring me right now because it all it all kicks off day after tomorrow, and then I'm gone, and I don't get back for over a week. But within that week, I will have seen at least five different esports and major Damn. events and yeah i'm gonna be dead yeah, i'm just gonna, gonna die just gonna die for sure damn yeah oh anyway games games yes, yes. jesse yes um before i get into the fact that so today uh after we're done here i'm gonna check out just cause because just cause for i mean come on you can like make a a Crazy shit happen in a hurricane. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, that'll be fun. But uh, I want to talk to you about the obsession. Uh, before I get into Dodge and I playing through Shapeshifting Detective, <laughs> let me tell you a little something about the game The Hex, which I mentioned oh, before. Oh, yes. So when you beat the game, it gives you an ending that is very like, oh, well, that's unpleasant and spooky. I wonder what it means. 
And then you go back because much like Pony Island, you go back in and you're trying to to figure out what the hell like is the plot is. You're like, what just what does this mean? What does this code mean? And what is happening here? And what is the at the end of the hex, something crazy happens, like game fourth wall breaking crazy. Apparently, so if, if, for those of you without spoiling the actual game, there's a subplot in the hex where the creator of the game had a partner. And it was this young lady who worked with him and she made this program, she made a character and all this weird stuff, and then she quit. And what ended up happening is after you beat the game, the hunters who went back into the game trying to figure out like what the secret plot of this game was discovered a uh, like a chain of text between the creator of the game and this girl he used to work with that quit. And it was something along the lines of, hey, um, I know you're making a game and I know you don't want to talk to me ever again, but like, could you please put this thing in your game? One last thing for me, just add this little bit of code to your game. And she's like, fine, whatever. I never want to talk to you again. Delete. And like, she's, she blocks him, right? A few days later, uh, secretly, and I didn't know about this, secretly, it's on Steam, is a game <laughs> by this woman that's just like a cheesy fishing game. And it's a clicker. But if you buy it, it's like a free game, but if you download it and play the clicker game, eventually you fish up the locket, and the locket gives you a code for another game that you can type in to play another game, and then that game, when you beat it, gives you a .exe, like, possible, like, people are like, it could be a virus, no one knows what, how, so there's like, layers on layers, and you know I'm just like, <laughs> it is so, like, the dude who created the hex, like they're I love them. I love them so much. They're so <laughs> fourth wall breaking. I love the ARG. I think it's so I love the stuff they do. Man, I love that shit. And so if you want to get super spoiled, I think uh Kotaku did a article about it, and they show you the video of the new game when you go through all the stuff so you don't go like, you know, you don't go um you don't have to play the clicker fishing game. They show yeah. you the video of the uh, quick game that you download in the fishing game. And that ends with some crazy shit where you're like, <gasps> and if you played the hex, you know what it means. But if you haven't, you'll just be really weirded out. You'll be like, what is happening? Huh. And there's another layer. So now there's another <laughs> layer. And if you played Pony Island, you know that in order <laughs> to get the real ending of Pony Island, you literally had to change system files in your computer. Mm. To find out what was actually going on, you had to change files. And to this day... I like have a flash drive with the game save on it because of what I experienced. It's it's in a drawer locked away because of what I experienced. So like it is it is I'm down I'm I'm down with being like on an X-Files episode. That's what it feels like. It's really fun. I love it. I love the way they do these games. I like when games are more of an experience like that. It's not yeah. just about what's in the game, it's about what you do outside of the game in order to perpetuate yep. what they've they've planned it all along but yeah. you just you don't know and then when yeah, you do know it. it's yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it. that's kind of what uh we had last night when dodge so when dodge and i finally finished shape-shifting detective that is a that game's a trip man that game is. is super it's silly yeah um so if you, it, if you, it very much feels like it's a game by the same people as Dr. Decker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Shape Shifting Detective, for those of you who don't know, is a game 
Uh, it's an FMV game in which you play as a detective who has shape-shifting powers and you can take on the appearance of others. Um, and so the plot is that there is someone murdering people in this small town in England and it's your job to discover who that could possibly be. And of mm. course, much like Dr. Decker, when you start the game, it randomizes. I think that's how it works. It randomizes who the killer is. So every time you play, it could be a different killer. Um, oh. And so, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's a game where you need to not only know what you know as the player, but also keep into account what the characters would know. So if I transform into, I don't know, Bronwyn, for example, I would only know the things that Bronwyn knows. There's no way I would know the things that that me, the main character, Sam, knows. And so you, when you talk to people, they'll give you options to call people out and be like, no, you lied. But mm-hmm. there's no way the character you're playing would know that. Yeah. However. So every now and then there's like a thing that it gives you an option to say, but there will be a little trash bucket next to it. <laughs> so it'll be like, do you want to say this or do you want to not? say this should we get rid of this and you'll never have that option again yeah um so yeah jesse and i every now and then would be like oh we should totally say that and then be like wait but do we even know that i don't think she yeah. knows that we shouldn't <laughs> say that <laughs> we definitely had a moment at the end when we beat it and we were like what if we bad bad detective this like go through and just like choose all because apparently a terrible detective yeah there are many 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 things that we like missed I'm not going to say what outcome we got, but like both Dodge and I were like, that was cool. But there are a lot of things that apparently you got to like push the limits of what you can do in order to see everything. And I was like, oh, okay. Even like the, the like starting screen of the game shows you like different things that we did not see. Yeah. Yeah, And looking Ah. at it, we were like, we didn't see a lot of this shit. Like there are a lot of moments in this intro screen in just the menu screen where we're like, what did we need to do in order to also, see that? Also, there's a lot of things that um, Dodger and I played by the, the game set up, sets up rules in the beginning. You can never become a kid and you can you should never touch people, right? <laughs> by the end, the game is really heavily pushing you to like, there's people who are like, I love you and I've always loved you. And there are people who are like, to you, like people are, to your main character, Sam, but also people who are like, when you become that person, they confess to you a thing and they're like, hey, do you want a drink? And there's one, <laughs> there's one guy, we were sitting there as this girl, we were being this girl, and this guy was like, here, do you want a drink? He only pours a drink for himself, and Dodger and I are like, oh, no! Drinking, <laughs> And he's like, do you want to take some dirty photos? And we're like, oh my god. We we're like, we already need information, but we also need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, this game is really interesting. It's super fascinating. <clears throat> and there's a lot of things in it that I feel like we barely touched the surface on, like a lot of paranormal things that we got like a little tiny taste of because we didn't go full on like, screw the rules, let's go, let's see what we can do. We didn't get to experience, so I'd love to go and see what the like, l- how crazy you can actually get. Because there's some things where you can actually make choices that affect characters, but they would have no idea that you affected them. Like there's one point where yeah. a person's like, my love, I've always loved you. And you're like, what do we do right now? Yeah. 
But you so wouldn't know about that confession until after you'd already done it. So anything that had well, previously- Well, not only that, like how you react as that character, you're then like, wait, but what happens if the person we just talked to talks to that r- the real person and is like, remember when I confessed my mm. love? And they're like, no. no. Right? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Replayability we had, we had much? <laughs> we had a plan that was like, okay, so if we just like, ask if we become the guy and then go ask the girl we can make it all right <laughs> like if, yeah, if, we, if we become the guy and just recreate yeah if we we'll recreate the whole it. scene oh but what if she responds differently than we responded when we talked to him? Yeah. oh my goodness it sounds it's, so stressful it's like, <laughs> because it's like a, the, yeah it's, it's like a choose your own adventure book but yet you don't have enough fingers to like hold all the pages right. yeah yeah literally because at the very beginning of the game the guy's like don't get caught be careful don't push it also, shit. Just it like, also gives you the thing of like sometimes don't say anything so you can actually yeah. like garbage can ah. conversations and sometimes by not saying anything a person will just keep talking to you you're yeah. like, oh no. It's like you what didn't interrupt miss? them. So they just like keep saying stuff. So oh. depending on what you decide to do, either you can like interject with a thing and maybe fuck it all up or not say anything and get the information that you needed or vice versa, right? If you just garbage can it, they're like, anyway, are you leaving? And you're like, no. Yeah, there were times we thought we had them, like they're just gonna keep talking. And they're like, it just literally says leave. Like, what? Oh, we're done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There's definitely yeah, a few things here though. and there that really make the game stand out, especially uh, at the end when you have to solve the crime. And it just straight up is like, who do you think did it? And gives you a list of everyone in the game. And we're just like, I, my it's apologies. So unfair, the last but... be like an hour long. Yeah, and it's literally just on us one screen, it's like, trying to math out how this we're like okay but this person was missing this night and this person but why would they kill them but maybe and it's just like yeah oh yeah we spent a long time trying to like science our way to do an ending and enjoy internet enjoy (laughs) enjoy so aaron after you finish your trilogy you can go into something like this because yes just write all of these things, these oh, multiple yeah. endings. Just adapt your Love book it. for it, and then we can play our way through it, and you can totally mess with our heads. You had to include yeah. Jesse's crackpot, the one in everything <laughs> in your book. So it's the ultimate revenge, really. You get to- Yeah, you're trying to figure out who is the one, and they're all named Jesse Cox. <laughs> they're all the one. Perfect, oh my God. <laughs> Everyone with the name Jesse Cox. Uh... <laughs> How many people oh, are named my. Jesse Cox? Yes. This is going to help me out. Jesse's Googling himself right now. Yeah. Ooh, I really shouldn't. Ooh, never mind. I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Internet, not a fan of me. Ooh, God. Uh, I'll make them a fan of you, Jesse. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, the trilogy. Um, Dodger, when you were gone, we managed to talk about uh, Call of Cthulhu a bit. Did you play any of it by chance? I did. I did play Call of Cthulhu. I didn't finish it, but Sam and I got, I think people were saying maybe like two thirds of the way through it. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely my type of game and not Sam's type of game. Called it. Called it. 
Yeah. I, the whole time I was like, this is the, the double A sort of nonsense that I am so into. Um, there were all kinds of scenes where I was like really tense and Sam was like, what's, what's going on with you? This isn't scary. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> there's, um, yeah, there's like th this whole section that takes place in a hospital. Right. And Sam was playing during that section. And I was like, so fucking tense watching him do it. I was like, this is so intense. And he was like, I mean, it's just like the guy is walking by and I just don't walk out. And then when he leaves, I, I walk out. And I'm like, no, it's so intense. Okay, You're doing it wrong. Yeah. So, but it's, it was really fun to play it with him because, because we're so different in that way, you know. We bounce yeah. off of each other really well with a game like that where I'm just like a mess. And he's like, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on with you, but I love you. Does um, he dig the like Sherlock games in the same way um, or no, not so much? He doesn't, he doesn't really play that type of game right. ever. Then I can understand so, why this might not be entirely his jam. Yeah. So while we were playing it, like before we started playing it, he was like, oh, yeah, scary Lovecraftian game. Sure, I would love to play that with you, right? And then um, uh, when we started playing, he was like, is this a lot of just walking around and talking to people? And I was like, yes, that's what an investigation game is, Sam. And he said something that he would do all the time that drove me absolutely. And he was doing it on purpose. Is he would talk to somebody and there would be one question left to ask and he'd be like, uh, I'm kind of over talking to this person oh, no. and he'd walk away and I'd be like Sam <laughs> exhaust all options Sam what are you doing and he was like mm, I'm kind of over talking to that lady so I'm going to talk to this person instead I was like dude I'm going to die but it was yeah it's it's fun it's an interesting game um, I I love like I love any of those games that sort of uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, I love, I love games where there's a certain point where you can tell like, oh shit, I've, I've totally fallen for something in this, you know, like <laughs> when you've like, gone insane. Yeah. When the game has some <laughs> kind of a conceit and you're like, oh shit, there's a thing in this game that felt like it was a normal innocuous, like mechanic. And I'm realizing now it was bait. You know, like yeah. like when that works, it feels really cool to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Jesse and I talked about it last week on the podcast, and I was I was hoping that you sort of felt in line with what, where we were. We're like, it's yeah, not, it's, not yeah the, it's fun. It's not meant to be, you know, AAA grounds or anything, mm. it, but it is super charming for what it is. It gets a lot of things right. There are some things that don't feel like they belong, but at the same time, are you just insane though? Yeah. I also like, I, I actually really like that there's a percentage chance to fail always. Um, oh. That like, no matter how good you are at something, like you have to, you have to be perfect at it in order to not potentially fail, right? Like, I, I think that that's nice. Um, so it, it created a lot of, uh, there were feelings of shoot, like <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if we had, if if that role had been different, you know? Yeah, I like that stuff. 
I was a fan. Aaron, do you play games kind of like this at all? Like, uh, I don't. Overwatch is the main game that I play. Oh. Um, and I haven't been able to play it as often recently. I usually just play it if there's a new event or a new character out. Not because I want to play the character, but I want to play against the character and see other people play the character. Because <laughs> I, I stick to Lucio. I stick to my main boy. Oh, um, but recently, um, Ash, Ash came out. Um, and I was like, are they just like pushing her real hard to have people play her? Cause I played for about three hours and every single play of the game was an Ash play, even if it didn't make any sense. Wasn't that great? I was just like, wait a minute. What, what is this? They're pushing her so hard. Yeah. Can I ask a question? And I, I don't know if anyone saw this at BlizzCon or if I'm a crazy person or maybe it wasn't BlizzCon I'm imagine this in a dream but i swear <laughs> to god someone at blizzard at some point and i think it was i think it might have been jeff i don't know but i think it was something along the lines someone basically said like every new character they make on launch is a little overpowered mm-hmm. so that uh, to people encourage people to play, play that it. new character and then they dial it back down right yeah that makes sense patch. Which would make and sense, I, yeah. I just don't want to put those words in their mouth because it sounds like some like booty bullshit where you're just like, right. oh, come on. Like, we, but at yeah, the same make time, it like, fucked up on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't want to just say like they said that because I'm like, did I make that up? That sounds yeah. like something you could have made up. But I remember someone saying that. And it's, just being like, okay. Feels like that could totally be the case. Like her, um, she just came out very recently um and her like ultimate power move where she throws out the ult um it was very op like at the start i'm like i don't know what to do against this <laughs> like what do i do you just hide from bob you just, just hide hide always crazy. i'm still not over the hamster i still get so mad playing against <laughs> the hamster <laughs> leave me alone stop rolling over me i don't blame you <laughs> i don't <laughs> But that's so that's basically the only game uh, that I've been playing. But I definitely like every time they release somebody else, I go and check it out. So I've been playing it a lot in the last few weeks. People ask me a lot if I'm planning on cosplaying Ash. The answer to that is no, I don't really have any plans to do that. But um, <laughs> just because you have the same hair color, <laughs> I guess so. I'm not sure. I just thought it was very an, a, a very unusual like of all the the characters. Like that's. That's the go-to. What? Why? Yeah. I got that asked well, right after BlizzCon. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> okay. I very much want to cosplay Bob. So all the actors out there. <laughs> yes. BlizzCon. Amazing. I'm taking. I, I will do it if if you do Bob. Then yes, I will do it. Every, every <laughs> deal made. Me. Yes. I'll just be there at BlizzCon, like ready for photos. Like, hey, ladies, <laughs> with my little mustache. Yeah, my, mustache. My little mustache and bowler hat. I'm ready. It's gonna happen. That's my next cosplay. No, we'll do it. We'll do a group cosplay, Jesse. We'll do it. <laughs> you do Bob. You do Bob. You do Bob. You, you do, do Bob. Bob. <laughs> oh man, love it. Oh, um, yeah. We're actually running a bit over now. Sorry about that. Um, but we did start a little bit late. Hmm. Mm. Um, any other games that you guys want to talk about before we go into like a small amount of releases? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, literally last night I got a copy of, uh, Greece, that game that looks like the best 
the most beautiful game that ever existed. I have not played it at all, but I just want to let everyone know I have it. And I'm really excited, <laughs> and you all should be excited too because it looks Great. freaking amazing. G R I S. Look it up and be like, oh, that game does look amazing. Oh. I'm actually kind of jealous now. Um, a game that I have, I actually got a key for last night as well. It doesn't come out for another five hours or so. Um, and I'm hoping I have, uh, a school friend of my kid is doing a play tonight, so I have to go to the play. But after that, I'm hoping maybe to, uh, stream some Beholder 2. The, the sequel to Beholder, naturally. But uh, I really loved Beholder when it came out. I had just finished playing uh, This War of Mine, and I like my survival games. They're, they're fun to play. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, chat reminded me, uh, Mutant Year Zero, I downloaded as well. So I'll Ooh. see what that's about this week, too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. I could pull up the releases. Maybe I could possibly make this happen. Um, yeah, obviously Just Cause came out today. So that is a thing. Go get your, your wingsuit. Join the tornadoes. That'd be fun. Yeah. Flink, you can destroy an airfield with a tornado. And I'm really excited. Guys, that's the kind of thing I want to yeah. see in a game. I don't want this like <laughs> realism where I have to reload my gun every five minutes. I want like... And then I wingsuited in a tornado and, and hooked a jet to the tornado and the tornado swung it into an army. I want that. That's what I want. Oh. Don't we all? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, I, I did want to mention that I have not played the recent Darksiders. I've been kind of dodging it a little bit until I know that I'm back and I can play it for a bit yeah, longer uh yeah. it's one of those things that i just don't want to get into and then have to leave and of course smash is coming out soon that is mm -hmm. going to be where everybody leaves basically oh my god sam is like i love you and i love our sweet daughter <laughs> Peace out till next year. That I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna die on the day the Smash comes out. <laughs> oh, I saw that Twitter post where he posted that all he could think about is Smash, and someone replied, "Think about your family more." <laughs> <laughs> he read it. He showed it to me. He was like, he just didn't say anything. He just showed me that reply, and I like laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> <about your> family. <laughs> Like, damn. <laughs> that guy went so hard. Like, yeah. that is, he was like, I ain't gonna make jokes. Like, I'm just gonna be <laughs> No jokes allowed. Not on Twitter.com. <laughs> Jesse, you're muted. <laughs> what happened? How did that happen suddenly? Excitement for you, you're a parent. No, you're not allowed to be thrilled about anything. No excitement. You can't have joy anymore. The only joy you have is the light in the eyes of your child, and that's it. <laughs> all you can out of that. I thought we were gonna miss out on all of the excitement while he was muted. Yeah, but he really brought it despite unmuting himself. Yeah, he made I sure. like to feel like that's that you can rely on that. Jesse Cox, he really brings it despite muting himself. <laughs> Period. Selling point. You're welcome. I mean, did did you take an elective in mime because you know you you could do it. We don't we don't we don't we don't need you to talk. You just amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Oh no! Wait, I talked. 
Jesse, good mime. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh no! Oh, mimes can go like oh, right? That's oh, oh. Just no sound, so they're just going. You're right. I'm a failure. <laughs> I'm a mime failure. Oh, just breathe. Um, taking class and breathing. Um, Persona 3, 4, and 5 for the PS4 and Vita. So that will be entertaining nice. for those with the weeb machine. Mm-hmm. The Vita. The Vita, hell yeah. The Vita! The break those channel. out. <laughs> uh, uh, Katamari Damasi re-roll September, well, December, September. Yes. I'm going back in time, not great. <laughs> December 7th, so in a few days for PC and Switch. <laughs> Two-player co-op with a single pair of Joy-Cons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the good shit. Yeah, uh, Smash, December 7th. So <laughs> I, I, I know that I'm traveling a lot this weekend, I kind of expect to see none of my friends that are local in Vegas at all because of Smash. Either that or they will be playing Smash instead of talking to me. Uh, Insurgency Sandstorm comes out December 12th on PC. So, shooter. Close quarters combat. Nom, nom, nom. Pew, pew, pew. And really, that's kind of... I feel like that's sort of... it. Oh, actually, no. Kingdom Two Crowns comes out on the one day that I'm back yeah, here. Yeah. I come back on the, I'm here for like the 11th, which is a podcast day. It's also going to be the the release of Kingdom, so I feel like I'm here just to pick up my Switch, and then I go to Korea. Right? Yay! <laughs> but I do plan on streaming some uh, of the original Kingdom just to sort of get back into the habit, the as it were. It, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So that is also a stream. That will be happening. Um, I will stream games. It will be a thing. Nice. Mm. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 in January and Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, That's pretty much what I'm looking forward to once the year is Those are the big ones. Those are the big next year January ones. Man. Yeah. They started putting out more uh, Resident Evil stuff, and the footage looks so good. I know. Ah, I want it. Yeah, so that's 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 releases. Uh, yeah, I guess we can go over shoutouts and uh, my big crazy ridiculous schedule just for fun. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't plan all of these things at the at the same time, and that's my excuse. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so bad. I can't even believe it's happened. So I do the uh, the Game Awards co-stream with Pocket on, is that Friday? What day is that? That is, the, oh, December 6th. December 7th, I fly out to Las Vegas. On the 7th through the 9th is Call of Duty. <laughs> it's uh, COD World, Le- well, uh, I can talk, I swear to goodness. Seriously can talk. Um, CWL Las Vegas. Uh, so it's Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4 and League of Legends All-Stars 2018 at the same time in two completely different casinos. 
I'm going to die. Oof. Yeah, um, man. Oof. Also seeing Dash Berlin while I'm there. So that's like a night out. And I'm expecting to wake up the next morning and still go and see more esports. Oh, my goodness. This was wise. As if that wasn't enough, the day <laughs> on the 10th, I fly back here to Charlotte on the East Coast. And the 11th, I do the podcast and, and Kingdom Two Crowns comes out. And I also have a thing that I have to do for a super secret show that's coming out on in 2019 in January. So that's also a thing. And then the very next day on the 12th, I fly to Korea. 19 and a half hours. Oof, God. In order to go see StarCraft Remastered KSL Finals on the 15th, and then go see Overwatch (laughs) OWC Season 3 Korea for like two days after KSL, and then I come back home, and then I, so I think I miss one podcast, but I'm gonna die. There's something every day. So much, dude. From the, from the 6th until the 19th or something, I am I'm just going to die. And Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm taking everyone along for the ride on my social medias, so you should follow me. <laughs> I guess. Yay! <sighs> Amazing. So well, that's, that's sure great. Call, Call of Duty, LOL, StarCraft. Yeah. Overwatch. Am I missing one? What am I missing? Maybe I'm just thinking of the podcast, but four different East. Well, no league. So that's five. Yeah, mm. all the esports. Out <laughs> <laughs> <I love that. laughs> That's where I'll be. Um, how about you guys? What are you guys doing this week? <laughs> um, I am doing just normal streams i think uh we're doing vlogmas i'm doing as much vlogmas as That's i can right. vlogmas yeah, I, so. I, I saw something pop up in, in my sub feed on youtube and i was like what is that right weird <laughs> shit <laughs> um, yeah put a video up on my youtube for the first time in literally a year it's so weird the last thing that i had put up was vlogmas of last year oh so hey what's up um so yeah <laughs> Uh, I didn't put one up yesterday, but there is one for December 1st and 2nd, and I'll be putting one up today as well. Um, And yeah, just streaming. Uh, We'll be going to England later this month. It's odd. We have, so the podcast happens. There's technically a podcast day is Christmas day. And also a podcast day is New Year's day. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be in England for both of those. (laughs) So I don't know what we want to wind up doing for that. But uh, yeah, I'll be in England for like a week and a half or something like that. And yeah. um, other than that, just just doing lots of streaming, doing Vlogmas and having a have a blast over at House Duger. So yeah. Nice. Jesse? House Duger. <laughs> House Duger. Pledge your loyalty. Mm. <laughs> uh, I will not kneel. Um, oh, I can't <laughs> believe this. Yeah, sorry. Ah. No. Um, God. Uh, yeah. There's going to be more Scary Game Squad this week, and finally, after Dodgers return, there's going to be more of uh, Shape Shifting Detective. We're done with that, so we'll have a bunch out. And um, man, uh, I invite you all tomorrow to tune in at 10 a.m. for uh. 
our role play show that we do on my channel. Um, it's called the Sunfall Cycle, and it is Dark Souls D and D. And the whole point is we are all supposed to die. And if you want to know what it's kind of like, and that video just uploaded on my uh, YouTube right now. And let me tell you, it is truly the greatest d and I've ever played. That last episode, uh, I'm not saying without looking, I shot an arrow off the back of a uh, shape-shifted druid and amazing <laughs> things happened. But I'm just going to like, just know. Just know. <laughs> just amazing know. things happened. And you should watch. It's, yeah, it's Dark Souls D&D. &D. The whole point is we're supposed to die. And we die and die over and over again. We learn how to beat things. So tune in. It's great. Love it. I That's concur because awesome. I've been watching it. <laughs> That's awesome. Super fun. Cool. How about you, Aaron? What's coming up for you? Lots of writing. Oh, lots, lots of, of writing. lobbying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the press um, tour. <laughs> yeah, doing all my press stuff. Um, yeah, the main focus right now is just the um, Indiegogo for the book. Um, that runs until December 15th. Um, and I will probably be doing more writing. Next week, that's something else that I do where I just kind of write on stream and other people write along too. So we all kind of just focus, listen to music and chat and just chill. And it's really fun. Um, and I'll be doing Manga Pod. Um, as well. Uh, we're not doing it tonight, but we'll be doing it next week too, um, which is always super, super fun if you're looking for a podcast where we talk about manga. Um, we do it. Fun. It's cute. Thanks. Aw, thanks. It's a book club, but for manga. What more yeah. We just did our uh, manga pod look last week, um, which was really fun. Uh, and the bottom of that will go up on my YouTube channel, which is Happily Aaron, and there's a bunch of other podcast uh manga pods there as well otherwise i'm like on social media a lot specifically twitter and instagram so if you want to come and chat about my book or anime or anything like that i would love to talk to you so that's me that's what i'm doing her posts with her kid so cute i die every time <laughs> every oh time goodness. she's so cute she's such I a love, ham I'm, and i love it i love oh it so my much. gosh she has started a thing now where she's very shy and takes a little bit to warm up to people. But now with strangers, if they talk to her, instead of answering or crying or anything, she just falls on the floor and then rolls around and then goes. And like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, so weird. I love it. <laughs> like, it's like oh, when a no. developer releases a game that they know is bad. <laughs> sort of. But they pose really cute, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop, drop, and act cute. That's what she does. Stop, drop, roll, and act cute. That's her go-to. So, yeah, I post a lot of pictures of my of my child, and she's fun. Hmm. Thank you for having me oh, on today. No. It was so yeah. fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> now, let's talk about this book. We can improve it. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, hit me up. Hit me up. Slide in my what DMs. We'll talk. Dragon cleavage. Let me just like. Oh what my gosh. Dude, I've got I got lady dragons. They have <gasps> boobs. Let's. Uh, I'm, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. What? 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 Toto, what? <laughs> Wait. I need this. Are any of them dressed as maids? I, I need this. <laughs> uh, yes, and they are Argonian as well. So it all. <laughs> Jesse's like, why yes, they are in there. Why well, yes, like, they are maids. It's like, 
<laughs> is Kobayashi in the, in the thing? <laughs> I need it. Oh, you you were going for anime. I was going for Argonian maids, but that's cool. It's all right. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you're whatever into, works. no yeah. one's, no one whatever. will judge your fetish here. No. Be it anime or a source filmmaker, whatever porn you're into, I support it. <laughs> yeah. But not That's Tumblr doesn't. But Tumblr doesn't. Oh. <laughs> yes, it does. Suckers. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Size. Bulls. Bad. Bad. Um. <laughs> Uh, I just want to briefly mention that we do have a, uh, a Discord now for the channel. It is below this video. If you're watching the VOD, it will be in a link in the description bar, which may or may not still be there, depending on Article 13. Just kidding. Um, you may have to pay a tax in order to know. <laughs> I hope not. No more uh, links. We're done. <laughs> also, nope. links. No links. Um... There's also uh, a quick change I wanted to make you guys aware of that the uh, VODs for Co-Optional going forward will be uploaded to youtube.com slash Jenna Bain uh, because I can no longer bring myself to do otherwise. Uh, so that's that's where things are going right now. I just I just can't. I, I, I see the emote wherever I go. Uh, I wake up to it every day. I just, yeah, I just can't so that's that's where it's going just so you know that's where the vods are um the soundcloud may be a little bit delayed soundcloud is having issues with changing any kind of username they they basically told me you're gonna have to re-upload every podcast episode if you want to do that not a fan um <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where we are. I don't actually know who our guest will be on next week's podcast because I have been very busy playing StarCraft and it is killing my channel. Um, feels that way. I should be streaming and I'm watching StarCraft. So that's, that's, that's what's been happening. It's like the only games I've played on the stream have been has been a visual novel about StarCraft. About StarCraft. Perfect. Love Not it. streaming anything this coming weekend because I'm going to Korea to watch StarCraft. Yeah. Yeah. Passion. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it boils down to. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast. If you stick around for a minute, we will raid some poor unfortunate channel with our amazing emojis of me doing WTF is. Um, and that will happen. Thank you so much, Aaron, for showing up and being here and agreeing to come on this amazing press tour stop. We've enjoyed having you on the Co-Optional Podcast. Thank you. I hope that in the future you and, and Jesse can can make something magical oh. happen. <laughs> We're working. Oh, We're going. going. Oh, it's gonna. It's gonna. Gonna. Uh, thank you, as always, to Jesse and Brooke for putting up with my BS and unprofessionalism. I deeply appreciate it. Because we're so <laughs> professional. Super Jessie professional. Y'all? Y'all! <laughs> oh, this has been the Co-Optional Podcast. You guys have been the audience. I've been Jenna Bain. This has, this has been a collective of awesome. And uh, <laughs> I, I hope... With any luck, fingers crossed, that uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Have a nice Bye. Bye. Bye.